welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. I am here with my friend Cliff. How's it going, Cliff? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Um, Cliff is here to talk to us about the god of shit, who is from some mythology that we're going to learn about, um, because I think you mentioned it to me briefly in context of like a song or something. Yeah, it's the, uh, me and my buddies started a band, um, and that is the name, but some of it actually comes from, uh, he came up with it, but it's actually, it's in like an odd, um, like an early, early, early episode of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, for real? Is that where you learned about it? Mm -hmm. It seems that close of you. Um, okay, so what, what's this dude's name? This dude's name is Sterculius. Sterculius? Sterculius. Okay. I had to actually, like, get in a pr pronunciation because I was like, oh my god. Did you go to YouTube and watch a video of someone saying it out loud? I did. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Well, the first time I actually had to say it, I didn't know how to say it. Someone's like, why did you pick that band name if you don't even know how to say it? I was like, because I've never said it out loud. Yeah, that's a thing. And let me tell you this. Um, have you heard about... Um, how, like, a lot of people who were raised in, like, bad school districts, like, lower economic areas with not great schools, um, but they were, like, avid studiers, a lot of times, but if they get into good universities, they have a lot of embarrassing moments because they know words from reading them, but they've never heard them said out loud right. because they didn't go to schools with great English departments or anything, and so people will laugh at them and be like, oh, you pronounced that wrong, and they're like... Bitch, I'm from, like, a terrible fucking school district. I've <laughs> never heard that word said out loud. I've only read it. Because, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. If you're, like, a nerdy kid and you read all the time, right? like, you'll, you'll go to use that word and you'll be like, wait, is that? I mean, listen, I myself cannot properly pronounce cauliflower, and I'm made fun of a lot for it. Uh, and, and last night I was really high, and I was thinking, am I ever going to intentionally train myself to say, okay, how do, how do we say it? Cauliflower? Right. Am I gonna am I gonna practice this? Am I am I gonna change my ways, or I'm gonna stop? Or I'm just gonna be laughed at forever because I say cauliflower. That's how with the chemistry background, it's super easy to like read and memorize them. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, when you get to that point, we're just like, all right, tell me what this chemical's name is, and everyone's like, uh. yeah, they're like, I don't know her. <laughs> they turn into Mariah Carey. <laughs> Um, okay, so what, okay, stir, what, what do we say, sternoculus? <laughs> Sterculius. Sterculius, and what, um, what mythology is he from? He's actually Roman. Roman, okay. And his name is actually the Roman word for fertilizer. For real? Yeah. So, like, even back then, they knew that poop was fertilizer. Well, that, that was what they say he was there for. They prayed to him because... He could teach them how to effectively use manure to <laughs> make the soil and their crops better. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Right, we're right. Yeah. Okay. I, my pause was bad. No, 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 no. Uh, okay, stir. I, I almost feel like I need to have it in front of me written yeah. so I can say this properly. So he was the god, technically, of. Fertilizer. Right. Okay, I'm looking at his name now, so I won't keep messing it up. Yeah, actually, I actually found places, like, legit, you know, like, mythology people or whatever. They're just like, 
just to make this clear, he's not like the god of excretion. He's not the god of shitting in toilets or whatever. So like you wouldn't pray to him if you were constipated <laughs> and be like, Circulius, help me out. I'm very uncomfortable. That would not no. be. Um, that, but, would, that would not be the one. But people have probably made that mistake, right? Probably. I mean, that's... I mean, our, the four band, one of the songs specifically talks about him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't even like... What I read is actually like super nice and makes sense. But yeah, no, I t- totally took advantage of the whole shitting thing. Well, yeah, I mean, when poop stops being funny. My <laughs> friend Matt Farley has like thousands of songs about poop and it's made him very successful <laughs> on Spotify. So um, he has multiple poop-centered bands, the Toilet Bowl Cleaners, mm. the Odd Man Who Sings About Poop, Puke, and Pee. Uh. I think there's a third one. Um, but anyways, so yeah, listen, you know, go for it. <laughs> go for Brown. Um, <laughs> so, okay, and he was part of like, okay, Roman mythology, what sort of like year are we looking at for this? Um, it's actually, what I was researching, it's like all over the place. Oh, really? Yeah, and at certain points, um, it starts to blend with Greek mythology. Uh, yeah, because, well, aren't there parallels and they just have different names? Because, like, I've, st- I've studied Greek mythology, right. but then, like, there, there's the Roman parallels to most of their gods, correct? Right, and I think um, Romans, th- Roman mythology, just from, eh, probably dead wrong, but just some of the stuff I read is, like, there's actually, like, a stronger, a really strong Greek influence later. Well, yeah, And they... it started to kind of wipe out or transition some of their gods. Oh, like the Greek overtook <laughs> the Roman? Okay. So did this dude have a Greek parallel, or did he just stay being... So he's he doesn't, but there's another Roman god that might be him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? So... Uh, just <laughs> reading some of this stuff, I can't, I can't believe that there's actually, like, multiple gods that could potentially be the same thing. But I guess Roman mythology is notorious for having a god or goddess for every little thing. Really? I've got, I have a whole list. But really? I figure we can we'll work we'll, our we'll way work up to that. Way. Yeah, it's like a perfect lead way because it goes from, like, just fertilizing to get into, like, gross, raunchy stuff. Let's do it. It's amazing. Um, yeah, because I'm on, I'm on Wiki, and it says that um, he was a god of odor. Right. So, okay. So, uh, what, what, do you, what, do we ha- what do you have for me? So, the other god that people say either he's related to or just is, is, um, I think it's Picus? Picus? Picumnus? It's, 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 it's a bird. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a woodpecker. Yes, I have on Wiki Pickumness. Mm, yeah, that's one of his names. The the I went with the short one. Okay. P I C U S. Oh. Yeah. Um and so like people would pray to him, like farmers would. Yeah. Okay, that would be the main use for him. Yep. Um, and he's not the god of odor. I mean, he is. I don't. It's. Wherever you go, you get, like, odor, manure, fertilizer, dung. It's, do I think we, it's whoever, like, writes it. Do we know his, like, story? You know how, like, most stories, it's like, you know, Zeus begat whoever. Right. And, okay, well, what's this guy's do? So, 
So if he is um, Picus, uh-huh. I, I hope that's the way it's pronounced. Um, if not, I'm sure somebody will feel the need to send me an email. Yeah, I mean, I can't pronounce any of the names. So here we go. So All negative comments can be sent to me via Venmo. So this is how I think people should. <laughs> if you want to say something negative to me about the show, you can uh, Venmo Sydney dash DeLorean and then in the comments of the payment you sent me then you can say whatever the fuck you want uh anyways that's that's my new feeling about people who want to like people who with no fucking life who've never tried to do anything with their life who want to talk shit about people who try to create things if you want to talk shit to me send it to me as a comment on a Venmo payment anyways continue Clifford I like that (laughs) it's the same thing every time a man I'm a bartender every time a man tells me I'm like hot or whatever at the bar I go thanks my Venmo is Sydney dash DeLorean (laughs) just like be like thank you for observing my beauty Uh, if you would like to compensate me for it here's a way to do so $50 $50 yes okay I'm actually going to get the pronunciations because I am going to say his name a bunch okay fine Chris Picus. Picus. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> Jesus. That goes on for 36 more minutes. That clip? No, I'm kidding. Oh, God, I was like, geez. <laughs> it's like somebody who edited the scene of Oprah in a color purple peeing, and they looped oh, it to make it last 10 minutes. Jesus. And I didn't realize because I'd never seen the movie. Like, I was like five minutes in before I realized it was an edit. So I was like, this bitch is still peeing? And then I was like, wait a minute. This isn't, someone manipulated this footage. Um, and <laughs> I used to love this movie. Uh, I've never seen it, but I've never seen it. Um, I'm sure it's great. Uh, okay, so Picus is okay. so Picus. If if we go with like he is Sturculeus, now we'll, we'll just refer to him as Picus. Okay, and he is actually the son of Saturn, which is a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. Saturn is the god of the oceans. He the uh, Saturn is the god of sowing and fertility. Oh, I was wrong, huh? Well, and that's like, that's actually one point where things started to change. Is like Saturn was like a simple god. He was actually just like a teeny, what's it say? He was like a teeny Italian um, deity. Okay. And it was and it was kind of like how Picus would be. It's just like very focused on a certain agricultural thing and you just pray for him for that. Oh, okay. But then he turned into this gigantic... God. Yeah, over the years, he seemed to have uh, inflated in importance. He's like right? one of the heavy hitters. I know, yeah. We named a planet after him. I know, right? <laughs> and then and then this is where like where I read that some of the Greek influence came in. Like, Saturn is actually pretty nice. People call him, like, the Santa Claus. Because Yeah, because, like, he would help farmers and watch over crops and stuff the whole year. And then in the winter, there are no crops. Okay. So to keep farmers' morale up, he held a December 25th holiday. Stop it. Yeah. So is this one of the roots of what they like incorporated the Christian Christmas into? Probably. I mean, That's... there's always like a winter solstice thing. Oh, in uh, all like cultures right. and beliefs, there was like something popping off in winter because right. people are bummed out and you need to do something. But like what I was reading, and it was probably because of the solstice, but what I was reading, they, they, it, it pretty much landed on christmas day oh okay okay so but then but then i guess the greek influence with it was like he turned mean <laughs> oh for real so he was nice in 
Roman mythology, and then when the Greeks like adopted him, they were like, "Yeah, this guy is a fucking dick." Yeah, or like some period in between, um, they started making him, um, Saturn basically like this the equivalent of Kronos, the Titan. Oh, from okay. Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah. Kronos was an asshole. He's yeah. the one who ate his kids. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So they did the same thing. Um, he would eat his kids and. Like, Cronus, his son Zeus, was hidden from him, and then Zeus took him out. Yeah. Um, in Roman mythology, Jupiter was a son that was hidden, but he didn't, he didn't take him out. Instead, they just, like, retired Saturn. Oh, like, Saturn was like, I didn't want my kids to succeed, but now I'm too tired to deal with it, yeah. so I'll, I'll let right. Jupiter shine. And they were just like, thanks for all the Christmas celebrations, you, you can retire. You can retire now. Yeah. I think that's all. Listen, my mother retired and Fox News has rotted her brain. And I think that that's the right attitude to take to these boomers is like, thanks for everything you did. All right. Just go away. Just go the right. fuck away. You know what I mean? Because it's at, it's every boomer. It's every boomer. I'm just like, we're, we're done. You're done. I know. It's You're, time. You've done time enough. You've yeah. done enough. You've ruined the economy for us young people. You're done. You know? But um Now in this case it's like a it's like a Santa Claus movie. Where like Saturn is like, Okay, you're good, take off take off the cloak, like let's yeah. give it to somebody else. Yeah, let somebody else and become then, Santa Claus. And then it's Mel Gibson. It turns out it's Mel Gibson. Have you seen that movie? With Mel Gibson? Yeah. Where he's a Santa Claus? Yeah, it's no, called, what movie is that? It's called Fat Man. It came Fat out, Man? Yeah, it came out like last year. No. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. I watched Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 the other night. Um, and uh, it was after work. I had waited on a table of 12 lesbians. Okay. And then I went home and got stoned and watched Lethal Weapon. And I was like, dude, all those fucking lesbians had Mel Gibson haircuts. Because he has like the <laughs> floof mullet. Right. Yeah. These were some fun. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, what's going on over there? Is it a high school reunion? And I told everyone it was a Lilith Fair reunion. Oh, my God. The lesbians enjoyed it. Yeah. They enjoyed it. They made me take pictures with them. So I just put two fingers up and was like, they enjoyed it. I, I think, mean, as they, because here's the thing. You need to learn how to laugh at yourself. When you're rolling deep, 12 lesbies, all with Mel Gibson hair, you, you have to know that that's funny. Yeah. Because it is. Yeah. And... Lilith would appreciate it. Lilith would appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All middle-aged lesbians look like parrot heads with Mel Gibson hair. I know. And it's crazy that he, like, kept that for so long. For so long. It's crazy. And it's weird to think about a time where he was, like, a beloved person because now he's very hated. Like, no one likes him. I know. That's what makes the Fat Man movies so great. Yeah. Maybe it didn't get pressed because it has fat in the title and you're not supposed to... Uh, it's it's honestly probably just because like uh, you know a, a Jew hater is playing Santa. Yeah, yeah, and we're well. Fat is a slur now, so you're not oh, allowed right. to say true. that. True, true, true. Because you're body shaming. But it's actually like a joke throughout the movie because he's oh, not fat. He's not, and he fat. says, "I'm not fat." Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a weak joke. I'll but. do a I'll do a double feature of that with Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Ooh, yeah. Not till next Christmas. I fucking hate Christmas. Um. My uh, other half, I guess. I don't know. We broke up. Um, but uh, he likes Christmas movies. So, uh, like, we watch a lot of Christmas movies. Well, that's December. that's why, you know, like, just think of Mel Gibson in Mad Max while yeah. you watch it. Like, in the earlier days when life was simpler. When yeah. he was just, like, a guy. an Aussie. 
Yeah. And and then the movie is so out of control that it's a perfect anti-Christmas movie. Okay. So it helps. It helps. Excellent. I'll report back. I do do as well (laughs) Christmas movies. Um, okay, so what did we do? So we said they made Saturn retire. So right. Saturn is the father of Picus. Picus, yes. And Saturn retires. Right. And so his children, who include Jupiter and Picus. Yeah, and thrive. somehow somehow Picus, like everything I read, he, he just never came across that. But that's because something happened to Picus. What happened? Was he touched? So... <laughs> Because sort of. sometimes people get molested and it gives them like weird proclivities, like playing with their own poop and stuff. No, we'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Picus is, he's a gentle soul. Mm. So he was the first king of Latium, okay. which is a region of Italy. And he had the ability to like see sort of in the future and had wisdom. And the way he would like conjure that up, would he would tap on a piece of wood. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how that is that how he focused? It I was guess. just like how yeah, maybe. That's just how like things came to him. He was like a super popular king because of it, so he was like charming and charismatic and whatever. And he had this special ability that people admired. Right. And, and so there's actually I saw this one paper before we started this that somebody actually tried to link or they say they say that Picus is the Roman equivalent to Zeus. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Then why is no one talking about him? I know. I know. Like right now, we're talking about the greatest discovery of all time. Yeah. yeah. I think he's it's gonna he's gonna be trending on Twitter next week <laughs> after this podcast airs. <laughs> pictures of fucking woodpeckers everywhere. Yeah. So okay, so he's a king in Italy. He's he's happy. He's got a nymph of a wife. Oh. That sounded bad, but his wife is a nymph. What is a nymph technically in mythology? I, Hold on, let's look that okay, up. Okay, look it up. Because I saw a couple different definitions. Okay, of it. hold on, hold on. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't really, I just think it's like a, synonymous with like a tiny person, but I think there's more. Okay, a mythological spirit of nature imagined as a beautiful maiden inhabiting rivers, woods, or other locations. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. A minor female nature deity. Um, okay, different from Greek goddesses, <clears throat> nymphs are generally regarded as personifications of nature and are sense. tied to a specific place or land form. Um, but always female, it looks like. And she is a unique one, I read, because she is the personification of song. Oh, of a, yeah. like a song? Yeah. Okay. I know. So this is... Picus's wife. Yeah. She's song. She's song nymph. Right. Okay. Her name is Connons or something. It's like we'll call call her Connie. Okay. Yeah. We can call her Connie. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Cool. Um. Okay. So they're happy. Life is good, and then he starts getting hit on by a crazy Greek witch. Uh oh. Her name was Circe. Was she hot? I don't know. I don't think she is. Because oh. he was just like, nah. When I when I hit on married men, it's like acceptable because I'm hotter than their wives. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Something about like, I mean, I I don't know how the lines were drawn, but like a Greek witch coming to an Italian king, that's yeah. one thing. 
And then I feel like if you're if you're married to a nymph mm-hmm. that is the personification of song that yeah, you don't need to you don't need to trifle because you already got it's, you got the best. That's yeah, that's pretty tough to like top. I'm just picturing in The Little Mermaid when Ursula tried to get the prince and she like did the spell where she was in the body of a good-looking right. woman but you could still tell she was an ugly bitch. <laughs> like you can just tell. You can fucking tell. Like even if you you manage to have a pretty outside, you can tell when someone's an ugly bitch. It's true. Yeah. And so it, it turns out this source Cyrus was a bitch. Mm-hmm. So she got she got very angry and jealous. And because he was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And she turned him into a woodpecker. No. See see how that happened? Full Whoa, circle. Oh, dude, she needs to learn how to deal with sexual rejection better. I know. Every time someone sexually rejected me, I've just written a song about it and it's made me very popular on Bandcamp. Yeah. <laughs> So now, like, your next song can be called The Woodpecker Woodpecker. of Wisdom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of like a small-scale Odin, because, like, Odin went to the Tree of Knowledge. Right. And this guy's like, I don't need to go all the way to a specific tree. I just need, like, some wood to peck on. (laughs) Like, let's just, you know what I mean? I don't need to journey across. I can just, there's a piece of wood, let me peck on it. I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's funny. Like, yeah, you think, like, Odin and Zeus, right? I like the equivalent, and then someone here is saying that like, Picus, who might be Sturculus, uh-huh. the god of manure, uh-huh. is the equivalent of Zeus, and yeah. yeah. See, I love it. I would like to one day be educated enough about mythology to like talk about it in the like. It's it's more fascinating to me than like let's say the kardashians or i love hot goss like i love hot hollywood goss (laughs) i fucking love it recently we found out that rita ora who's dating taiko watiti they they're having like three ways with tessa thompson and we saw pictures of them three-way kissing in public and it was so fucking hot because you could tell they were like up all night fucking and then they're like let's get brunch like i love some hot goss but also like the gods of mythology are just as trashy and so you, you're like, and then, you know, this guy, like, Zeus cheated on his wife with, like, literally everyone and, like, sold his daughter to his brother. Like, right. it's trashy. Right. I love it. It's up. <laughs> oh. Is that all right? Oh, the AC, yeah. No. Who cares? There's already a little echo on it. People who are going to listen to this are going to listen to this, and they're going to fucking love it. You know why? They're fucking pod pigs, and they lap it up. That's what I call my listeners, by the oh. way. Yeah. Like you're gonna pod fucking pigs. like it, you fucking pod pig. It gets worse. We're we're just barely tapping into. Yeah, this. you're gonna lap up this content. <laughs> um, okay, so what happens? So so okay, the witch is mad that he won't cheat on his wife with her, so right. she turns him into a woodpecker. Right. Rude. So he he disappears, mm-hmm. the woodpecker, um, and his wife, Connie, yeah, goes looking for him. She searches for six days and can't find him. Lays down on a bank next to the Tiber River uh-huh. and sings a song until she dies. Oh, that's so sad. I know. That's really sad. Yeah, so he, Picus goes on like, if he was Sturculeus, he had sort of a, a bigger role with the fertilizer thing, but as a woodpecker, he kind of like specializes, I guess, in crop fertility. Okay. So he like... Helps out with the honey and the bees and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, the birds and the bees. He's helping Ex- with pollination. Exactly. Yeah. And In case you didn't know, birds, they eat seeds, they poop them everywhere, and then more shit grows. It's, 
It's an intense world we live in. It really is. I just like when you're little, like people would always be like, you know, you have the talk, the birds and the bees. And it's like, wait, what? Because you actually have to know like how birds and bees work and help with pollination for that to make sense. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like as a kid, I was like, I don't know what this means. And then I, <laughs> like, I understood sex, but then I like, got, it was older when I learned because like I was, how old was I? I was like 12 when I learned that a lot of plants, there's male and females. Right. And I didn't know that. So we moved into a house that had male pear trees and no female pear trees. So it was just like a shit ton of pollen every year. Oh, and then I was it. like, wait, what? Okay. So there's male and female trees and they need each other to pollinate. And my mom was like, yeah. And I was like, that's why they call it the birds and the bees. Cause they have to care. You know what I mean? I had right. no... Right. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I had a really great um, primary education in, like, sex, but, like, not in nature. <laughs> so I there mean, there were gaps. I, like, at my junior high, you had to take, like, sex ed was part of biology. Then we had, like, life skills courses. Like, right. very, very intense. As a result, no one I went to junior high with got pregnant until they turned 30. Like, wow. that's the value of sex education. No, it's true. But apparently they should have also been teaching us how plants work, because they did not. I had no fucking idea until I was, like, 12. My town did the opposite. We never talked about it. Would you grow, you grew up up north, huh, in Arizona? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, lots of people got pregnant. Mm. Yeah. And they, but they knew how the plants work. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're probably good now. I think they figured it out. Well, yeah, they, you get you get pregnant, you get married, then you go through the first round of divorces. Yeah. And, um, you know, by the time you turn 30, your kids are out of the house because they're 18. Yeah. <laughs> but you probably still got a few around. Yeah. Three, four. Yeah. Like oh, God. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so he's a woodpecker. Okay. He's out in the woods. He's yeah. helping pollinate things. So he's all good. So, the, like, the last little thing about him is that apparently... When a woodpecker starts pecking on a tree or a house or whatever, mm -hmm. that's a sign that rain is coming. Is that true, though, in real life? I don't know, but which is weird, though. Like, my boss, just the other day, was like, the woodpecker's going nuts in my house, and then it rained the rest of the week. Really? Yeah. That might be true, then. Maybe. But that's his, like, now that he can't speak or whatever, that's his oracle thingy. Okay. Yeah. So that's, if there's, I don't even know that I've seen a woodpecker in real life, to be, to be real with you. I've seen some, but yeah. Um, okay. So I guess that would be his, his biggest thing for farmers, is like. Rain's coming. Right. Okay. So yeah, so that's. Do they say he's getting knowledge when he's pecking on the houses, or no? No. No, he's just predicting. Right. right. Okay. Just predicting and farmers know it. So then, it starts to go really weird. Okay. And so, but I mean, it all ties together. Like, it makes sense that he'd be the son of Saturn, mm -hmm. who is like sowing infertility and whatever. Um, and then he and Connie have a son. Oh. Yeah. Before he became a woodpecker, they procreated? Yeah. Someone actually in a post that I read about this was like, this is probably pre-woodpecker. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess because she never saw him again after he became a woodpecker. Right. Because then she sang until she died. But that does seem like a mythology thing. Like, yeah. Like a nymph fucking a woodpecker. You never know. I mean, woodpecker. <laughs> I've seen we, those movies. That's coming too. We, we got more. 
So they had a son, and... And his name was Faunus. Was he um, one of those half-deer, um, half-humans, mm. on account of the word fawn? Yes. So he is a horned god. Okay. And actually is considered the Roman equivalent to Pan. Oh! Do you like how I figured that out? I know. That was pretty amazing. Well, I, because if I would given you Faunus's other name, I don't think it would have worked. What's his other name? His other name is Innes. Yeah, I don't think I would. I would have just called him Anus, and I would have laughed like a child. <laughs> well, actually, um, Anus, I think, is like the Roman word for insert. Yeah, that would make sense. So fauna, uh, Faunus slash Anus is the... The embod- god of insertion? The embodiment of penetration. For real? Yeah. Stop it. Yep. So this is where it's like, they say that Roman god, uh, that Roman mythology has a god for everything. And, and this is do. actually, yeah. And the, the craziest part is that, well, at least from what I've read, um, is that as Faunus, he assists, that's the, the best word I can think of, um, human fertility. And as Innis, he assists cattle fertility. So, so like, when people are doing it, is he like, Metaphorically, in the room, tr- trying to make sure that I that there's fertilization. I don't think it's not even fertilization. He just wants to make sure it goes in. Yeah. It usually, it, it doesn't need an assist. It's not like you need a rebounder or anything. It, it gets worse. Okay. It gets way worse. But anyway, that that's kind of like just reading through this. I like fell down a rabbit hole. I so love that, it. That was kind of like the end of. The circular stuff. And really? The connections, yeah. Okay. But then I got like kind of interested in like once I got to like Faunus and stuff. Like th- you're th- like Faunus is Innis. Innis is Faunus. <laughs> and that there there's like a god just for penetration. Yeah, that's intense. I was like, okay, let's look up some other weird ones, and the list is huge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Lay it on me, Clifford. Okay. So, so Faunus is not the only god that does this. For real? For penetration, actually. There's a god and a goddess that also help. And when I say god and goddess, apparently, like, you know, it's, they may not be the, like, teeny deities or whatever, but... There's Daddis. That's my god of <laughs> penetration. <laughs> but, see, yeah, it's like... what I did there? That was good. But there's, like, this, this dude's name is... Mo- Mutinus Tutinus. Mutinus Tutinus? Dude, he sounds like the god of farts. I'm gonna be real about that. Mutinus Tutinus is the god is a god of penetration. Yeah, and his his partner in crime, Pertunda, she she is also a goddess of penetration. Or an embodiment of it. Or well, something. you guys know what I'm changing my name to. <laughs> Sydney Portunda DeLorean. <laughs> Um, what, um... <laughs> sex, drugs, and Pertunda. Sex, drugs, and Pertunda. Is she... Where are they from? Like, are they... These are Roman. These are Roman? Yeah. Okay, and that's, like, their whole bag, is they are just penetration gods. <laughs> yeah. Good for them, I guess. So, honestly, this was going to come later, but it's it's a perfect time. You talked about, like, that dude sounds like the god of flatulence. Yeah, is there one? I've... So, I found, like... There's a reference to a god of flatulence. 
For real? <laughs> yes, yeah, a Roman god of flatulence. His name is Crepitus. Crepitus. But they believe that it's total fake. It's oh, like it wasn't actually a thing, right? Because he he showed up in Christian satires and oddly enough, a bunch of French literature, including Baudelaire. Do you think that he was part of like? This sort of, I'm picturing like Road to Wellville when people were like going to sanitariums to get their humors aligned and they would be like super into like just obsessed with, you know, charting their bowel movements. (laughs) And then they're just like, you know, what is this guy's name? Crepitus. Crepitus. They're like, oh, Crepitus is in town. Right. You know? Right. And and then they give the woman um, like carved dildos and are like, this is for your humors. (laughs) This will cure your hysteria. <laughs> this one is called creppy. Cre- <laughs> um, yeah, one day I want to do like an episode about that because it's like my parents were obsessed with that movie growing up, Road really? to Wellville, huh. and then like because it is just such a weird time in American history where they're like, yeah, like don't don't have sex, don't masturbate, right? Only eat uh, grains because ah. they're obsessed with fiber and like listen. I'm a keto guido. I do not fuck with carbs anymore, and my life is so much better. But back then, they were like, eat corn and wheat. And then they would be like these, like, doctors that were, like, you know, underground and be like, oh, no, that won't cure your hysteria. Come to my clinic. I'll give you a massage. And then they would just, like, be, like, fisting these bras, which I think probably did help them. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, you had to get all that out. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. It's necessary. Yeah. I, I had a friend once. I told her, because um, I didn't date for a long time. This is where I get bad reviews for being personal and rambling. I, didn't, I was in an abusive <laughs> relationship, and I didn't really date for a long time after that. Um, and being like a sober person, I wasn't like having casual sex, because when you're sober, you realize how terrible everyone is, and they don't deserve to see you naked. But anyways... I said to my friend, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, if I go too long without having sex, like, I can't think straight. Like, and I was like, and it's not like masturbation isn't, like, the same. Like, you have to have sex. You have to, like, clear the cobwebs out of your mind. Like, it's essential to life. And this friend told me, she goes, I don't know. That doesn't sound healthy. I think you need to go on antidepressants. (laughs) Can you believe that? Fair enough. Yeah, whatever. She weighs 400 pounds. So, like, clearly she puts things in her top hole and I put things in my bottom hole. And so we just deal with life differently. Um, but I think a lot of times when people are putting things in their top hole, it's because they want to be putting things in their bottom hole. But they're trying to, because they're like, they're having cravings and they just, you know what I mean? I'm super hungry now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I ordered um, Domino's. Oh. I spared no expense for the pizza I ordered to Wait, be delivered. Wait, is it coming right now? Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm like, let me order the worst pizza possible and have it delivered mid-show. I, thanks, thanks for having me over, Clifford. I got you Domino's. Yeah, but, I, I but at least, I, at least after Domino's, I won't have to be fisted. Yeah, that's true. You won't have to meet someone in the woods to fist you. Yeah. Um. What are okay? What are our other gods? <laughs> okay. So we got past uh, flatulence guy. Oh, last last note on that. Apparently. The first instance of a potential fart god was in Egypt. Oh, really? It kind of ends there. I couldn't find anything else. Yeah, they look like they'd be farting. Just yeah. out in the desert blowing dust. Ooh. That'd be great if you fart so much it kicks up sand. <laughs> it's actually probably the best way to hide it. 
It is. Yeah, and you just go, oh, wind. Shit, and these camels smell like shit. So. Yeah, that's true. Dude, if you work on a farm, you can just let them rip. It's true. There's no worry about it. Um, note to self. <laughs> I used to have this really old chihuahua I adopted when she was like 11. She was named Pepita, which means little potato. Because um, she just... Her owner was an old lady, and she just like was bedridden, and she she would feed this dog potato chips all day. So the dog was fucking huge, and she named her Little Potato because she fed her potato chips. Anyways, the guy that I was dating when I had this dog, he like we we'd be hanging out, and he'd be like, "Oh man, man, Peta farted," blah blah blah, and like it was like a year and a half later, he's like, and it was oh, it was after she died. He's like, "I really need to tell you something." Like, oh god. When we first started dating, I like. If I farted, I was like embarrassed and I didn't want you to know. I would blame it on PETA. And now I feel really bad that she died and like she never had that vindication in life. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, if you're like a gassy dude, just date a chick with an old dog. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, and then you can just be like, oh, your dog. Um, okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. We're starting to get into the bad stuff. Okay. Okay. So another one I found, actually it's another like duo, god and goddess. Okay, tag team. There's a Lieber Potter and Libera. I'm probably butchering this. I can see the family resemblance in the names. Right. With the <laughs> which is like even creepier here. So Lieber Potter or whatever um, was known as Father Lieber. And empowers men to release their semen. Oh, good. Yeah. And then what does Libera do? She empowers women to accept it. Beautiful. <laughs> it's it's a weird family business, to be honest. <laughs> I think it was a Mr. Show sketch where it was like the family-owned porn store. Right. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's just a weird family business <laughs> to be in, to be honest with you. Well, and this is like just so dated. Yeah. It gets worse. Some of the other stuff I found. Yeah. Oh, dear Libera, empower me to accept this semen. But that that one's a good one. Like yeah, that. that is a really good one. <laughs> Just a couple siblings doing their best. Right. It's weird to think, like, the importance of fertility and procreation throughout history, that there's, like, gods and stuff. Because, like, right. it, it does have to happen to keep, like, humanity going. Like, procreation does need to happen. Right. But I have such, like, a mindset of my time where I was, like, born post-birth control, post-Roe versus Wade, like, where people right. have control over their fertility and, therefore, control over their lives. And so it doesn't necessarily seem... Like, procreation doesn't seem essential to me. Right. Um, but, like, historically, yeah, it is. Like, you need to have children. You need help with the farm. You need, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, is, it is essential to breed in previous cultures. Right. Um, and, yeah. and that goes with this next one. Okay. This, this next one is um, Subagus. 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 He's a Roman god that causes a bride to give in to her husband to commit sexually. To her husband? Yeah. Gross. Yeah, so it's just like, like we're gonna put a spell over you, and it makes it sound like her husband's not hot or good right. at sex. Which let's be real, like men probably weren't good at sex until 1962. Right. That's I just a fact. Um, because I think they didn't. I don't know. I haven't watched that show, Masters and Johnson, but I think like it wasn't commonly believed that women were capable of orgasm until like 
um, the Kinsey Institute. No, it's, so, it's like, true. I've yeah. read stuff like that. So you probably would need some convincing to give it to your <laughs> husband because you're like, oh, he's just going to do that and I'm going to be dry and I'm going to chafe. Like you would need to be under a spell to submit to that. Right. Um, versus like if, you know, he was familiar with the clitoris, he could probably convince you himself. But uh, right. But well, no, back then they needed a god. Yes. And it all starts like tying together because again, these are like, you know, you got the, the god and goddess so like for penetration. So not even like, we're not even getting anywhere with that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got to get it in. Right. And then... We got to accept the cum. Yeah, you got to have that. Uh-huh. Um, or I guess I should have put it in a different order, but we, we should have had like the bride be ready for the husband for all that. Yes, yeah. And now we get to the fun ones, which are um, Diamina and Fluonia. So... They're both broads? Yeah. Okay. So they're there to help the woman. And um, so when I was reading through, there was this, like, consent, this, this thought process that, so, you know, like, women have periods, and there's, so there's periods where they could get pregnant or not. Yeah. And the, the thought process was that um, without these goddesses, women would just constantly bleed. Oh, so they would need these goddesses to make the bleeding stop. Yeah, to hold it back so that they could get pregnant. Oh. Not to hold it back to keep somebody from dying of blood, blood loss. Blood loss, but no. just to get pregnant. Right. So the the, the idea of this, which one was it? Um, Fluonia. Her job is to help hold back the menstrual flow so that the seed could be planted. I mean... I feel like there have been times where I've, like, had a vacation planned, and then I've realized, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get my period on that vacation, and I would, like, appreciate this. Right. <laughs> because nobody wants to hear more about my endometriosis, um, and um, my periods are still not not a fun time, but, like, it would ruin vacations, where yeah, I'd be but... like, well, now I'm, now I'm bedridden, so glad I took a plane to be bedridden, and then right. you have to be like, I have to push through this. Um, so yeah, I probably could use those goddesses. Yeah, I think that one's a good one for you. Yeah. The, the fact that she's got like flu flow in her name. Oh, like the progressive lady. Yeah. So, and then the Diamina one, uh-huh. she's interesting because, so she helps to reverse the direction of the flow um, to feed the child in the womb. Oh, because otherwise you would bleed through your pregnancy, but you need this goddess to keep the blood going to the child. Right. Yeah, I understand. So, yes. so those, that's like a heavy batch. Yeah, right that there, is right there. Yeah, those are some hardworking uh, mythological midwives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, eventually, there's um, a god for childbirth, which there is. It, it, I couldn't quite like completely track it down, but. It's possible that Picus, uh-huh. Picus's brother, uh-huh. is the guy that helps with child. He's a doula. Yeah. So what the? It, it may not be this the brother, but it, it's still like interesting. God, We're like, so doesn't help with the child birth, but the child raising. So the health, oh, the health, and the, the child. And so by tradition, when the baby is born, you have a separate bed for it. So that he can help look over the baby. 
That makes sense. It does take a village. You know what I learned this week? Hmm. Um, so they're my favorite gynecologist. Oh. Uh, she is very uh, active on Twitter, and she has a couple books out. I think the first one's called The Vagina Bible, and the second one is The Menopause Manifesto. She started a podcast. Her name's Dr. Jen Gunter, and it's called Body Stuff. And the most recent one, well, the one before was actually about poop, and she <laughs> talks to... Or no, it was about, was it about pee? It was about pee, and she talks to nephrologists and stuff and explains how that works. Um, and next week will be about poop. Oh. But this week was about menopause, and there are only two species of mammals that the women live past menopause. Because normally, like, biologically, your, your role, your duty is to procreate, and when you lose fertility, like, it's over, lights out. Um, but women, and I believe the other one was killer whales, are the only ones who live, the females live past menopause. Weird. And the theory, one of the, like, the main theory as to why, it's called the grandmother hypothesis. And it's because both human babies and killer whales take a long time to get out of the woods where they won't die if you leave them alone. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's why they say... <clears throat> The bonding hormones that bond uh, men and women together, they last around seven years, and then you get the seven, the proverbial seven-year itch. And the hypothesis for that is that, you know, human children take a lot of uh, investment to protect them, and, and so they won't fucking die. And so they're like, your body bonds to the, the parent for seven years because after seven years, the kid can function and it wouldn't die if you hmm. left it alone. And... Um, and so they say, yeah, the reason that women will, human women live past menopause is to help rear the child so that you have even more parental investment huh. in the child and that you can, because it does take a village to raise a kid. I don't know how the fuck people have children and don't live with like grandparents in the vicinity. Right. Because you like, how do you, how do you operate your life? How do you work and I raise know. children? Yeah, I know. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's why they think women live past menopause is so that the grandmother or, you know, in the absence of this God, you need someone else to help raise the yeah, baby exactly. to watch over it. Exactly. You need this creepy dude that comes in. And it's like, oh, what's your baby? <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't know. It's like Polly Shore shows up. <laughs> yes. Hey, buddy. <laughs> my neighbor told you, told me about you. Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Um, are, do we have any more? I have one last one. This oh. one's the funnest of them all. Oh, I can't wait. And it's surprisingly not a Roman god. It's a Greek god. Okay. And he goes by um, Priapus. Oh, is he the god of boners? Yeah. Yeah, because of priapism. Pri yep. So that's where it comes from, where you have like a permanent, well, not permanent, but you got like... An erection lasting long. for four or more hours. There you go. Please call your doctor. Those blue pills. <laughs> But in this particular case, so he's actually, like, depicted as a, just an ugly, foul-mouthed little shit that has a giant permanent erection. Oh, why is he yeah. going to be ugly? Yeah, so there he's was... He's Ron Jeremy. There was... <laughs> it's him. That's what I'm picturing. It's him. So it, w it was a curse that was put on him. Oh. So he, um, he is... Well, there's lots of stories like who uh, his parents are, but we'll stick with this one. It, it seems like he's the son of Aphrodite okay. and Dionysus. Oh, and oh, Di it's Dionysus. Di is yeah. that the god Dionysus. of 
fuck me. I know who that is. Hold on, but I'm brain farting. And I learned about it from reading the True Blood novels. Because Suki Stackhouse is really into mythology, and she'll tell you in the books about what she's reading. She's the best. Uh, I loved those books and that show. Okay, the god of the... Oh, Dionysus is the equivalent of Bacchus. Right. I, I almost said the god of wine, but I was like, no, that's Bacchus. But okay, that's right. Okay. Right. But yeah, the god of winemaking. Cool. All right. Yeah, I think that's... The, they're the same, right? Greek? Greek? Dionysus yeah. is Greek? Bacchus is Roman? Yeah. Uh, yes, that's right. correct, yeah. Okay, cool. So... What did you say he was cursed? So um, when Aphrodite was pregnant with him, it was deemed, I forget who it was, I think it was like a god named Paris or something like that, deemed that Aphrodite was more beautiful than Hera. Yeah, she Zeus's. was the most beautiful. Right. And I think she married an ugly dude because they had like a, like an, I'm probably so wrong. I think when Aphrodite was deciding on who to marry, she there was like an archery tournament or something mm. to win her and there were all these like gorgeous men being like i'm strong i'm handsome i can do all these things and then there was like a nerdy little guy who was like i know i'm ugly but i'll be faithful to you mm. and so she chose him because she wanted basically as the kids say a simp um are you familiar with that term yeah uh it's weird i'll like use these terms from the internet when i'm talking <laughs> to people and then they'll be like I don't know. I don't know what a mukbang is. I don't know what simping is. What the fuck is poggers? So Aphrodite wanted this guy who was like a simp. He was a, like a reply guy. Right. And he's like, listen, I'm ugly and I don't deserve you, but like I'm not gonna cheat on you with these like these hot dudes. So <laughs> um, that's probably why she had an ugly son, which would be disappointing to be honest. Well, so that that actually probably like explains why there's there because Aphrodite it seems like is consistently the mother of this guy mm-hmm. but that's the father that has multiple i think there's like three different fathers that i found oh really so it's yeah so it just depends on the story but yeah when aphrodite was considered more beautiful than hera hera got jealous and she put a curse on aphrodite's <gasps> womb what a bitch yeah with 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 this dude in it Pri- prigapus or whatever yeah and she cursed him with ugliness foul-mindedness and an inconvenient impotence. So he did carry around a constant giant um, erection, but when he tried to have sex, he couldn't. He couldn't, like, yeah. finish? He couldn't, uh, he, he couldn't, would go limp. He'd go limp when he tried to have yeah. sex, and when he didn't try to have sex, he had a boner. Right. Yeah, I think I dated him. Um, <laughs> <sighs> I just assumed that... You know, it was me, but maybe it was his own condition because he was cursed right. by Hera. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hera seems to get around with that sort of stuff. That's so me because isn't Hera, she was the wife of Zeus. Yeah. Isn't she the mother of Persephone? Because in the stories about Persephone, she sounds like a really good mom. I know. But yeah. now she doesn't like when, like, another woman is hotter than right. her. She likes, to be, she likes to be the top. We're not competitors. That's the thing. I like tall women. Right. I've noticed since I've, you know, had a bit of a glow up post-surgery that like men are way nicer to me than ever before like obvi um but like some and like most women are chill with me i will say most women are chill with me but like there is a certain type of woman who is like like women are women have been shittier to me than ever in my entire life 
because I'm better looking than I've ever been, not to like be full of myself. As I sit here in no makeup and a California Raisins t-shirt, looking like a dime. But like, yeah, they're, 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 they're what they call haters, is the thing. Yeah, and slayers. they're just like, oh, you're pretty, I'm going to be mean to you. And I'm like, or you could, we could be cool, because we're not in competition. I know. I just like want to tell women, I'm like, dude, you do not have to be mean to me. I do not want your man. Like, he's ugly. <laughs> he's ugly and broke. I don't want he's your ugly. man. And he's, he's too young for me anyways. I don't want your uh, young ass... You know what I mean? Maybe his dad. I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so Priapus, the god of inconvenient boners. It gets, there was one last story, which is, it, it's fun and not fun. But, like, when I read it, I was like, oh, shit, this goes against everything I've ever known. Oh, really? Well, not really, but, like, you could read into it. So, like, there's one story where, um, we'll use a different word than the R word, but he, like, Tried to have sex with um, Hestia in her sleep. Ooh, sleep creep. Yeah. So, but <laughs> a donkey kept braying, and it distracted him and made him lose his erection. So he was hoping, like, he'd just sneak it in, you know, uh, someone's asleep or whatever. Yeah. And so forever after, he hated asses. Yeah. Yep. And they were slaughtered in his honor. Stop it. Yeah, so the dude with the giant erection hates Stop ass. Stop it. Well, how many people have had the experience of having sex and then the cat jumps on the bed? True. I remember like 15 years ago I found a website where it was people who took screenshots of like home porn where there was a cat in the corner. Like they would they <laughs> yeah. would highlight it. Because yeah. <laughs> it just is what happens, it's I guess, true. when you have a cat. It's like not even dogs. It's always It's a always cat. a cat. It's well, because dogs cat. you can scurry out of the room, but what right. cats do is they hide under the bed. Right. And you can't get them, so then you just go for it. And then the minute you're like engaged, then the cat's like, I'm going to jump on the bed yeah. and I'm going to brush my tail against <laughs> your naked butt and it's going to ruin your whole fucking life. Cause it's there true. is, I, it's never happened to me, right. but like, I can't imagine anything worse. I don't like masturbating with my dogs in the room. Like none of that, none of that. I don't want an animal. Like someone, someone was like, you don't sleep naked. And I was like, no, I sleep with my dogs. Like I mm-hmm. don't want to be naked near my dogs. And they're like, yeah, it's not. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, it is, though. Yeah. It is, though. I do not want an animal near my naked body. And so, yeah, the idea of, like, being in the act, and then all of a sudden you feel that swish of the tail go by. Oh, oh no. <laughs> that's a mood ruiner. Like, how did you get down here? Jesus. Yeah. It's a pro- it is a problem. Yeah. Um, okay. What is you, who is, do you have a favorite god, like, in general? Um, that's a good question. Because I've gone back and forth. Because I, I am very heavy in, like, Norse mythology. Yeah. But then you also know, like, I'm, I'm pretty heavy in some of, like, the the uh, satanic sorts of things. So, like... Yeah, which is going to be a future episode. So. That'll be fun. That'll be super fun. Get um, ready for it, you fucking pod. I'm pigs. ready. <laughs> oh, oh, them. Yeah. Them, yeah. They have to get their fucking juices flowing in anticipation. Well, I've got... Because like, you, you, we're going to do an episode eventually about deistic Satanism, which yeah. is something I'm unfamiliar with because I'm only truly familiar with Levian Satanism right. and then the Satanic Temple, who is a political action group. Right. Um, but I, I'm not familiar with deistic Satanism whatsoever, unless, unless we're calling it Christianity. Where I grew up going to church six days a week, and we sure did talk about the devil like yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's, it is. It's 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 
it's true worship, but like yeah, from the other side. Yeah. But there, yeah, there's a whole class of demons and stuff like that. So from that side, I, w- I would feel like my spirit animal, I suppose, of the kind of like the king um, demons would be Leviathan. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's his bag? Um, he's kind of like the the demon of um, like his his symbol is water. Okay. So he's kind of like the beast under the water in a way. Ooh, okay. So I'm picturing like, um, yeah, some sort of mythological ocean creature that yeah, overturns ships. Everyone always thinks of like, yeah, or thinks of like the Cthulhu or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's it's a lot of like, um, um, if you think about it from like a simple satanic concept, it's a lot of like fluidity, layers, that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. So. Um, I was trying to explain to somebody recently because they were like trying to pick apart like flaws in the Bible that don't align with like reality. Mm -hmm. Like explain the dinosaurs, man. And that's like the, I think the simpleton way of like trying to break down Christianity. And I'm like all religion, like all mythology, all religion, it's a theater of the mind. Oh yeah. Like none of it is meant to be taken literally. And so like, up until like 150 years ago when the Bible was thought of as like parable, mm-hmm. like it wasn't a f- really like a fucking problem. I mean, I guess we had the crusades and shit, right. but like it's only when people start interpreting these texts as literal that like it becomes a problem. Yeah. And if you just think of it as like, these are stories from which we glean things, um, then that is fine. No one gets hurt. But when right. people start being like, no, this is like, f-, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I think this is where I turn into a hippie and I go, everyone needs to do like a little bit of acid so they can learn <laughs> to think in the abstract. Right. Because like, that's what this is when we're talking about like demons and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think like any sane person doesn't, doesn't believe that these are real creatures. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I know that some of the dia, the dia, deatistic, whatever, um, what word is that? Deistic. Deistic. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. Too many weird words today. I know. We're um, probably listen. That's probably wrong too. But, but yeah, I know that they believe it to an extent of like, um, um, and I think, you know, Levant Levant Satanism is similar to where there's a power to take from that. Well, they they believe like okay, like in Levant Satanism, it's a theater of the mind. So mm-hmm. you go okay when I'm talking about God, when I'm talking about the devil, I'm talking about these values that are inside of me and I'm projecting them onto external figures which I think is the way like a lot of people interpret other people like the bitches who are mean to me because I'm pretty they're like projecting things from their inside onto me and being hateful and um and so I think like that's what I like about Levain Satanism is it's like the it acknowledges that like none Mm -hmm. of this is real. It's a fun mind game that we play. Mm -hmm. And if that's what helps us put things into perspective, that's wonderful. Right. In the same way that like sometimes when people do, um, DMT, like they literally believe the realm they go to is real. The mechanical elves are real and the drug has facilitated them entering that zone, which is why like people would be like, well, yeah, everyone has these consistent, engagements the blue woman the mechanical elves like it's the same like everyone has a similar experience so they think that it's a literal place that you are going to like you're going to a dimension because of the drugs instead of being like no like it's a it's a theater of your mind like these things all exist within us and when you do the dmt it's allowing you to see this play out Mm -hmm. like because when you do acid you know the walls aren't melting you know they aren't 
but your mind is seeing it and that's an experience for you. And so I don't know, that's how I look at religion. Like I think that if more people viewed it in the way of you view psychedelic experiences, which are powerful and meaningful, but they're not, it's not literal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but what do I know? Yeah. No. And, and a lot of, especially Levant and stuff is very, um, you grasp a lot of that, like probably drugs probably help, but yeah. you grasp grasp a lot of that from meditation and getting lost into that system or whatever. Yeah, and it allows you to experience these plays in your mind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like the difference between being an observer of a TV show or like writing the TV show. And mm -hmm. I think when you delve into religion and spirituality, you become a writer. Mm -hmm. You're in the writer's room, I guess. Right. Um, and like, cause I like. I love Greek mythology. I know these people never fucking lived. It's not right. a real thing. It's not a real thing. But right. I love it. I love the hot goss. Um, <laughs> the Kardashians, I think, might be real. It's just their faces aren't. So um, they are also borderline mythological. That's Although true. Caitlyn Jenner did actually kill someone. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you remember that? No. I, I try to stay out of it. Uh, she murdered someone um, with her SUV. And what I love about her is that she's, you know, this, like, trans icon and, like, just ignoring... Like, I don't think she's bothered one bit. Like, I don't think she thinks about the people she killed or there was a baby in the car that Jesus. had a head injury. I don't think Caitlyn Jenner thinks about that. And mm. so then she's just on TV talking about how L.A.'s ruined because there's homeless people and she hates that. She's running for uh, governor of California. Oh, I did see that. And so that's why I'm like, I'm like, no, this is great. You fucking trans, you're a murderer, you're classist. Let's do this. Get in the spotlight, you fucking bitch. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's something else. Uh, anyways. Jesus. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that ruined my day. I know it did. I Listen, know. Caitlyn Jenner, she ruined... Well, she ruined one person's life for sure because they're yeah. dead. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to get canceled? Am I transphobic now? No, you're good. Okay, I'm good. Okay, thank God. Um, okay, and so in Norse mythology, who's your favorite? Mm. Um, I think I would actually have to go with... Um, Oddly enough, I think I have to go with Tyr. Okay, who's that? He's the god of war for Norse Ooh, mythology. Yeah. Okay. Not for any particular reason, but just like some of the stories and stuff, he's just sort of, he's one of the quieter ones. Mm -hmm. Like, he just gets stuff done. I like that. Yeah. He, d he does lose a hand at one point. Does he keep fighting now? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he ends up dying in Ragnarok, but you know. Like. I don't know enough about Norse mythology, but there's a new show apparently on Netflix called Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. That is... I'm told is good. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, I like a person who um, is quiet but efficient. Mm -hmm. My aunt will always say, like, if it's like, oh, we're helping someone move or whatever, she'll go, do we come here to talk shit or do shit? I came here to do shit. <laughs> She's like 85 pounds of piss and vinegar. She's had nice. like cancer, different seven types of cancer. Jesus. Like, yeah, she lost half her face to cancer. She lost her tits to cancer. Then she had ovarian cancer. She got lupus from the leaky breast implants they put in after the oh breast. She, I mean, God. she just has been through it. And she's like, she'll like tune an engine. She'll retile your shower. She doesn't give a fuck. And she'll just be like, I came here to do shit, not talk <laughs> shit. And I think the world needs more people like that. Yeah. And, that, I, and honestly, like going back a, a little bit to like that, um, the meditative thing process or just sort of like taking a second to like take it in. 
um, I think is actually something that a lot of um, society is missing mm -hmm. right now because everything is so like um, impulsive. Oh, where it's all amygdala. You don't you where don't take just, a second. No, it's all operating out of impulse. Yeah, and, like it's a hundred percent like amygdala reactionary and people don't think before they speak because yeah. there's such like, it's just what you do. It's just yeah. what you do instead of like observe, research, compare, ponder, and then decide your opinion or feelings on things. It's just like whatever your first impulse or reaction is, that's your reality. Right. You feel the need to share that because you know that you're right because you feel that way. Right. So it must right. be correct. Yeah. It's the feeling. Yeah. And no one ever does like a quiet meditation because no one exists in silence anymore. Right. And it's very weird to me. And it, it doesn't even have to be a long one, you know, like it's just, but if you train yourself to at least like just hold your tongue for a second and yeah. think about what you're about to say. Yeah. 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 Or if someone tells me something, I don't immediately believe that that's true. Like I will go and like look it up and research, you know what I mean? Especially like right. a lot of people and throughout the pandemic everyone is, has become an amateur virologist and like saying this is this is this way or this is that way and I'm like what sort of education or background do you have to like levy that opinion like right. and it, the answer is none like you're voicing your opinion as though it's fact and right. it's not it hasn't been peer-reviewed you haven't done like like studies on this you're just saying this as if this is the new reality um right. And, uh, I'm just not that way. Like I will, I will go, huh, did that really happen? Mm -hmm. You know, in the way that everyone's like, this came from a lab and you're like, did it? And then you're like, well, I haven't found any evidence to say so, you know, that sort of thing. Or like I had a, a friend be like, they said on the, this like seven part, uh, PBS series that they said it was from a lab. And I, because I'm petty, I, and they had just left, lost their father to COVID. So I didn't dispute it with mm -hmm. them. I'm like, if that's what you want to believe, you're angry at the Chinese and you lost your dad, I'm going to let you have that. But out of curiosity, then I go and I read the entire transcript for the seven-hour miniseries that they were quoting and it didn't say anywhere in there oh, anything God. about evidence of oh, it being God. from a lab. And so I just, like, in my mind was like, because I just, like, like, you're saying this right. as though it's fact and it sounds like it could be because you're saying I saw this in this program. Right. And then I'm like, let me read the transcript to see if that is a thing that you saw on PBS. And the answer is no. <laughs> the, answer, the answer was in fact, no. And so I'm just like that type of person where, and I, I'm comfortable not having an opinion on something mm -hmm. going, you know what? I don't know enough. Yeah. I'm, I don't know enough to, to, to weigh in. Yeah. But I'm the same way. It drives some people crazy, but I'm just like, eh, don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's the other thing is I recognize what races I do and do not have a horse in. Yep. And for the most part, I don't care. Yep. Um, I read it. I actually took a screenshot today of a uh, Tim Dillon tweet because he's so like, he's just my favorite. Um, so it came out that Kamala Harris was like telling Guatemalans to stay home and not mm. come to the U.S. and people are mad, like, oh, she's gone full Trump. And Tim Dillon tweeted, this is when most sane people would realize that politics is a joke and then just find a job they like and go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, there's still laudable goals, healthcare, et cetera, but Kamala's saying the same exact thing as Trump and the media hasn't called her Hitler. It's fake biz. And I'm like, that, he's right. Like, 
at a certain point you would go, okay, this isn't worth my emotional investment. I need to find a job that I like. I need to figure out how to save money and plan for my future. I need to find a friend with a pool. And like, that's kind of how I live my life is like the, the only maybe good thing about, um, AA is the serenity prayer where you have to accept the things that you cannot change. Mm. Uh, and, and and the courage to change the things you can because it's like, yeah, like most people don't realize like y- you're powerless in this situation. So why are you letting this destroy you emotionally? All right. the people who are like, oh my God, Trump's out of office. I can breathe now. That was right. four. I'm like, you let that man ruin four years of your life. You let him ruin... Because he won, if that's what happened. Right. Now you can hear the birds chirping, and now you feel like you can go hiking and enjoy life or whatever. Nature was fucking there. You right. know what I mean? Anyways, I got off topic. No, no. Yeah, I agree. We'll have to... <laughs> we can dive more into that with the... Uh, actually, with the, the, the satanic talk, because it has a lot of like rational and uh, thought processes about that. All right. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to tell people to have a happy hump day? Um... That's what we do at the end of the show. Oh, I was going to say, it's. I don't think it's Wednesday. It will be when they're listening to this, Clifford. Okay, have have a good humping faunus day. 